Hello, everybody. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. In this WrestleMania 5 dissection, evaluation, whatever, Chris Kelly and I talk about, well, WrestleMania 5. This one also took place at Trump Plaza. This is our second consecutive WrestleMania at a Trump Plaza. Uh, in this episode of the podcast, we rank Jesse the Body Ventura's outfits from WrestleMania 1 to 5. We talk about two things that we did not know existed, which is a WrestleMania brunch and a WrestleMania 5K. This is a true thing. We did not make this up. If you watch WrestleMania 5, you will notice that there's a brunch and a 5K. So we don't think that exists anymore. We obviously did not fact check if there's still a WrestleMania brunch and a 5K. If so, I would like to attend WrestleMania Star in Dallas in 2016 and participate in both the WrestleMania brunch and the WrestleMania 5K. We also talk about Run DMC's surprise performance. That was a thing that happened. We learned a few things in this episode. We learned that throwing salt in your opponent's eyes is one of the coolest things you can do. And the other cool thing you can do is make people from other countries sing your national anthem while visiting their country. It's a great thing to do. And if there's one thing to take away from this show, it's that Morton Downey Jr. is the guest that the WWF deserves. This WrestleMania 5 happened in 1989. Morton Downey Jr. was one of the biggest stars and now most people don't know who he is. Most people don't remember this WrestleMania because it's not very memorable. So Chris Kelly and I will talk about all of that stuff. In theory, you will understand what we were talking about. We highly, highly, highly recommend watching WrestleMania 5 before listening to this podcast. That is your context. You kind of need to watch it or at least read the Wikipedia page while you're killing some time at work. One plug before we begin this show... On Friday, October 2nd, You, Me, Then Everybody Live returns to the Wonderland Ballroom as part of Benson Ball. Gavin Holland will be there. Ian Abramson will be there. Allison Lane will be there. Ryan Little will be there. So many people will be there. You, Me, Then Everybody Live in Washington, D.C., Friday, October 2nd. Without further ado, here's Chris Kelly and I talking about WrestleMania 5, which is a WrestleMania that exists. WrestleMania 5, the first time we're back in the same location, we are in Trump Plaza. In Atlantic City, New Jersey. Yes. April 2nd, 1989. It worked so well the first time. Let's do it again. The tagline for this one is, The Mega Powers Explode. Hands down the worst uh, WrestleMania promotional poster thus far. Yeah. Wikipedia, that one. It's bad. It's It's an explosion. It's a really bad explosion. But it looked just like a Cheetos bag. The inside of a Cheetos bag. Yeah. With the little people at the bottom. It's bad. This whole WrestleMania, not good. You know, I, I think after, there's a lot in this one, like in the last one, like we were saying with... Every single match in this WrestleMania is better yes. than WrestleMania 4. It's still not great. Still not good. No, but I think, like you were saying in WrestleMania 4, when uh, Warrior shows up, it's like you're starting to see this, this new yes, era. exactly. And there's a lot of that in this, and there's some really interesting moments in it. Okay, so the, the, the best intro yet... There's yes. a lightning storm against a red sky, and there's real sexy sax music. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And then Vince, in his most gravelly voice... Oh, you have more. No, 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 that. keep saying it. Keep going. He says, the mega powers, dot, 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 he doesn't say dot, 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 explode. And yeah. there's an explosion, yeah. Uh, and then we're introduced to Trump Plaza, and, and then... And thankfully that's all he does in the thing, but yeah, it's, so, it's, really it's so obviously yeah. Vince... All the questions will be answered, is what one of the announcers said. I don't even know who says it anymore. Um, yeah. It opens with, not Gladys Knight, not Aretha Franklin, not Ray Charles, not Mean Gene, but women's champion Rockin' Robin singing America the Beautiful. 
And it's horrible. And Jesse Ventura says, stick to your day job, and we should <laughs> all agree that she should not have sung that. It was really bad. Um, it opens with a shot of the house for a half a second, then a flag for five seconds. This is the montage, of course. Our annual WrestleMania American yeah. Beautiful montage. Then the Statue of Liberty. Then the ocean. Just random. You can't tell. Anywhere. And then I just wanted to skip this WrestleMania. But it does get better. It yes. does get better. Not with this first match, but it will get better eventually. The first match of the night is a pretty long match for considering it's the first match of the night. Six minutes, 57 seconds of Hercules versus King Haiku. King Haiku would King Haiku would be King, a more interesting. That would be great if he did his promos in haikus. <laughs> yeah, once again, Hercules, my least favorite wrestler of the first. Well, he's in the he's in two through four, five. Yeah, and garbage. I just wrote. Am I missing something about Hercules? Like, I don't know why he a, he's still on the. Because, this is nineteen eighty nine. I know it's that's the thing of a changing eras. He seems like a guy who would have done really well in nineteen seventy five. Oh yeah. But Except it's 1989. He does not look... He doesn't look great. For the first time, he's starting to look like a character from the past. Like, the real past. Which I guess is good... <laughs> it's kind of in gimmick. For his thing. I it's think a, we should just skip this one and get to get to the meat of this. Yeah, the meat of it is that Donald Trump is in the front row again. Yeah, well, his name's on the fucking building. What do you want? Yeah, there's still no context. And Jesse, uh, the body Ventura, and Gorilla Monsoon are announcing this one. They're still perfect. Yeah, they're... I love them. The, the odd couple of WrestleManias pretty great we're gonna get let, before we get to the, the the tag team match i just want to say that i'm so excited to talk about the tag team match. this is a way better lit wrestlemania than wrestlemania 4 right. wrestlemania 5 uh looks better i still don't like the setting whatsoever but in that one year they've really made a lot of progress and it right. does matter when you're watching yeah. something that's fucking four hours long right or three hours and 30 minutes so the first tag team match of the night hands down the best name yeah. Of anything, it's the Twin Towers against the Rockers. <laughs> Jesus Which Christ. I just wanted to get to that, Jesus just to watch Christ. your head explode. <laughs> the Twin Towers, which would be Akeem the African Dream and the Big Boss Man. Okay, here's what we makes parse no that. Yeah, okay. okay. Akeem, we would like to point out, I would like to point out, both of these men are white. Yes, Akeem the African Dream is the wrestler formerly known as One Man Gang. Yes. Which if you abbreviate, it's OMG. Uh, figured that out today, so I <laughs> yeah. I figured out. Say that, mom. I did accomplish something today. If your birthday is nine eleven, your half birthday is three eleven. <laughs> That's what I figured out. It's been a big week for you. Uh, We're watching the Twin Towers <laughs> fight the Rockers. Um, but because this is, um, you know, WWF and uh, and nineteen eight and eighty eight eighty nine the Twin Towers will. Will be left standing. <laughs> oh God! You weren't there, not me. Yeah. So I'm Akeem, surprised by that. Here's Akeem the African Dream is a white, white man. man. Once again, another rib of Dusty, Dusty Rhodes, Rhodes because he, on, he Dusty Rhodes was the American Dream. This is an African Dream. It's a big fat white guy who does like speaks and jive. Another joke at Dusty's expense. Here's what doesn't make sense. The big boss man appears to be a racist cop. That was the big boss man's gimmick. He Why was a, would a racist cop fight? With a man who endorses African American culture and wears a dashiki, you know. And why is their manager slick? Who why is was Tower why? One next to Tower Two? We don't know these things. That's how they're twins. <laughs> the Rockers, our first appearance of Shawn Michaels in yes. WrestleMania and Marty Jannetty. Never forget. I think we forgot already. Yeah. So I mean, Michaels at this point. Uh, 
looks like a teen, like a baby. He's a little, boy he's teen. a little baby with feathered hair. He has n- not much confidence on the mic. A lot of confidence in the ring, but he definitely does not. He's not Shawn Michaels. He's not the heartbreak kid. Marty Jannetty, his partner, does not look like a teenager. Looks much older. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting to see this. Uh, you see, there are glimpses of what Shawn Michaels will become in this match. In the it's match. not a horrible match. No, actually. the wrestling is actually good. But this is another one where, um, so they had actually had been in the, um, the Rockers had been in the WWE previously mm-hmm. uh, for a few weeks, but they partied their way right out of a job. Really? Um, yeah, they came. Oh yeah, I remember that. And they yeah. came back in '88. I remember that. Like I was there. <laughs> hey, I remember that. Yeah, I was partying uh, with the Rockers when I was five years old before SummerSlam. <laughs> Um, well, speaking of party, yeah. So um, they they remedied their ways enough to stick around. Mm-hmm. Michael says that he had a ridiculous hangover before this match. Oh, really? Yes. So he wasn't. He was still in his his bad days. He's living up to his name. His team name is the, the Rockers. Rockers. Like, yeah, they were the Midnight Rockers. Then they were the Rockers. But uh, yeah, and the thing with these guys, this is the first time Jesse calls the Rockers an atrocity. He uses the word atrocity multiple times because of their style, yes. which is a high flying style. Use a lot of double team moves, mm-hmm. which are, it's in that the the rules are all made up, but <laughs> and no one follows the rules if it's not convenient. But they do, you know, one guy will hit a, hit a guy and then be in the ring for a second. The other guy tag the other guy in, and a lot of double drop kicks, stuff like that. It'd be so great to have Gorilla Monsoon and Jesse like call Hell in a Cell or something like that, and yeah. just like, what is happening? <laughs> just, <laughs> Like the other side of the Uncanny Valley, they just don't get it. <laughs> it's not a horrible match. Um, the Twin Towers win. Yeah, I mean, but this big is big. Always defeats little in the Muslim. Yeah, game. and and this is def, but it is, you know, I, I don't know how much longer one Akeem or one man uh, gang was around. Uh, Bossman's around through the Attitude Era. Oh yeah, Bossman's around in our classic 1993 WrestleMania promo, which we'll get to in a few weeks. Yes, and he'll—I mean—and he'll have some some uh, pretty ridiculous moments. But I think the style of wrestling that the Rockers were doing here—I mean, this will this start is to glimpse one. This is the first glimpse of the next era of WWE moving away from the um, the giant kind of, men the, afraid to jump on the kind of and the classic era. It's moving away from. From Hogan a little bit, moving, you know, moving, showing the, what what's going to be around in a few years. Well, let's not go to, uh, let's definitely not move forward at all and have Brutus the Barber Beefcake versus Ted DiBiase with Virgil. Uh, this is an interesting match simply because there's a Trump reference in the Million Dollar Man promo. Yes, which is kind of great. Yeah. Once again, we're at the Trump Plaza and Donald Trump, as of today, September. What is it, ninth? September 9th, 2015, is running for the President of the United States in the Republican Party, and he's in the lead. Yeah, so wrestling. WrestleMania, guys. Yeah. Okay. You, yeah, how many, what are there, like 18 candidates? How many of them are in the WWE Hall of Fame? One. One. Yeah. Donald Shouldn't have hesitated. It's Trump. one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know. If Schwarzenegger, if we ever change it so Schwarzenegger could run, it'd be two. Oh shit! Who would win in that election? Trump versus Schwarzenegger. Schwarzenegger. Was it a loser gets their head shaved match? Um, it was a flag match. Oh shit! Yeah, it'd be fun for me. It's your favorite match. That is my favorite match. We haven't done one of those in a while. Um, Donald Trump shakes Ted Million Dollar Man DiBiase's hand. Does Donald Trump know that he doesn't actually have a million dollars? It's amazing. He might have like a million dollars. All right. Like one million dollar man. Ted DiBiase. It's great. You could hear... Oh, by the way, Jesse advocates cheating in the ring and cheating in Las Vegas as a whole. Yeah. 
That's just his. That's just the way he lives. And according to Jesse, Donald Trump brought five or six of the richest dudes to watch the million dollar. Yeah, he mentions he mentions like like Kravitz, like all these like I don't even know. There's like some millionaires, some random millionaires he, hung, he hangs out with. Oh, it's great. Um, this is great because for the I think this is the first WrestleMania where the mics really tend to pick up the crowd as well. Okay. You could hear a kid call him a million dollar jerk. <laughs> Like halfway through the match. Were you at this WrestleMania? Around minute 32, you could overhear it in the background. It calls him a million dollar jerk. I loved it so much. If uh, if I was at this WrestleMania, who would I like? We'll do that at the end. We'll do that at the end. But let's say for now. This is a. I hate this ending. I hate, hate, hate this ending. Just a, a double count. Double count. Which is, remains the dumbest way to end a oh, match. God. All count outs are stupid. Yeah. All count outs. Yeah. DQs are un- sometimes like they make sense. You right. have to do that, but countouts, yeah. fuck that. Yeah. And then it ends, and the match is over, and there's a DQ, so who? No one wins, and then Brutus wants to attack Virgil. Why does Virgil keep Why getting attacked? Why do keep attacking Virgil? Also, isn't he a bodyguard, not a manager? Wouldn't you Should, go for the yeah. guy? But you just fought the guy. What the fuck? Yeah. It, it doesn't. Ugh. It's and nonsense. Brutus. Like brutally hurts Virgil for no reason and then dances like a dad. If you did like if you could have stuck with the alliteration there of Brutus Beefcake brutalizes black. <laughs> oh man. No, <laughs> we're bad. not doing that. Alright, well, I like alliteration. Alright, we're three down. Um before match four, we find out something that makes no sense to me. That there's an annual WrestleMania there's brunch. An annual WrestleMania brunch. Lord Alfred Hayes, who's back. Haven't seen him since Long one. Time. There's an annual brunch, um, and the brunch segment consists of him talking to the bushwhackers. That's it. Yeah, while they're eating. It's and he can't keep from laughing. Because how could you? They it's were ridiculous. Guys. I love the bushwhackers as okay. a kid. So you should, because the bushwhackers are great. They had just been brought in to WWF like a year or so before this. They had been wrestling around the world in New Zealand and Australia and, and wherever else. For you know, twenty years, almost really? twenty-five years. Oh yeah, these guys look old. Yeah, but they they'll still be around for a little while, um, and they're still I'm pretty sure both living. Um, but they were they were a comedy act when we you know, and they were oh, yeah. very. This was a kid-friendly era. They came out. They did you know their the bushwhacker walk with their arms swinging. Mm-hmm. They licked each other. They licked fans' heads. Yep. They were silly. They ate. They were like they were like supposed to be like anthropomorphic. Goats, they like eat w- things. Yeah, they, they were. If, if Muppets got to wrestle, these two would be Muppets. Yes, their twenty-something year career before this, they were some of the most violent, hard-hitting guys in global wrestling. Really? And they turned them. I mean, the sheep herders. I mean, the joke was that they were like sheep fuckers, but they turned them into bushwhackers and made them a comedy act. Huh. And they thrived at it, which is kind of crazy. Good for them. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people. You come in and and Vince, they give you a gimmick. Almost as like hazing, mm-hmm. like oh, do this. I mean, they'll do that in a couple in a year with Dusty. But the fact that they they you know thrived in it and that's what they're known for. Now, is great. D- could they actually wrestle? Because Jesse keeps talking about how they're not actually wrestling. Yeah, I think they could. I think their style because there isn't were, really wrestling in this match. No, I mean their style and the battering ram where you wait. We one should guy. say that who they're wrestling. That has that's, not come up yet. And it doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Let's just skip that completely. Let's just talk about the bushwhackers. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, using your partner as a battering ram, like no, it doesn't make are, any sense. No, that no, doesn't make any sense. But that's the thing. They they were the gimmick. 
their wrestling followed from the gimmick as it should. Yeah, and of course. Like, if these guys were out there looking at each other's heads and then put on, like, a, you know, an amateur wrestling clinic, it would be fucking silly. Like, yeah. sillier than the premise yeah. as it stands. And according to Jesse, these guys are hitting the joy juice. Well. Which. Who even knows? Yeah. Yeah. But they're great. Bushwhackers are great. I think I appreciate them. Uh, and they now. win. Yeah. yeah. And I think I appreciate them now more than I probably would have then just because they're, like, very silly. But. Y- I would these, were, these were. The Bushwhackers, if memory serves correct, was were on like every single week yeah. on TV. They, they wrestled a lot, and they These were they were very were visible. And they also wrestled. They also wrestled um, uh, Carl Winslow and Steve Urkel. Oh, that's right. They were around. Yeah, TJF okay. once again. TJF had a lot of wrestlers, um, but they, yeah. I and I just this match is fine to watch. But what I would really watch for the Bushwhackers is their Hall of Fame induction speech. Yeah. Yeah, because okay. they're still more together than you think they would be. I would like to. Well, maybe it's just because they're they appear to be so not together for their. Well, I mean, they run. wrestled into the. You know, they were still wrestling. Maybe some in the two thousands. Wow. Like on the indie scene. So. Wow. Yeah. All right, I will happily do that. Moving on, uh, match five of the night, singles match. Uh, I'd like yes. to point out this is not a tournament. Yeah. Just no tournament a show. They learned their lesson. Mister Perfect. Against the Blue Blazer. Yes. Mr. Perfect, to me, does not look perfect. No, but... According to Gorilla Monsoon, he looks perfect. He's perfect. And that's because for the six months or a year prior to this, they were running these amazing uh, promos uh, vignettes with Mr. Perfect where he was doing all these feats of athletic athletic ability in every sport. Yeah. With real athletes. Yeah. He was friends with all that. So he's... Wade Boggs is like, I'm a good hitter, but this is a perfect hitter. Mm -hmm. Cut to... Mr. Perfect is hitting, hitting dingers. Yep. And then he throws a football with Boomer. Is that right? Uh, he threw the football with the uh, Minnesota Vikings like tight end. Okay. He's tossing him for a while, and he's like, "Oh, that's those are good passes. Here's a perfect pass." And then he proceeds to throw it the length of a football field, and through the magic of editing, catch the ball himself, which is my favorite of them. That's such an amazing, amazing thing. And balls of three hundred. I mean, a lot of he. There was a lot of stuff where he was really physically gifted. I mean, mm-hmm. he was a great physical wrestler. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, this is definitely in my notes. I have starting to get wrestlers that matter. So after uh, we've obviously had a glimpse of Shawn Michaels, who is probably like a top three guy, top all five time. guy. Yeah. All um, time top three. Top five. That's a different podcast. So he's right. up there, Mister Perfect. Um, also, like one of maybe you know he he wouldn't be that high because. His career would go on to be like limited by injuries and stuff, mm-hmm. but when he wrestled, he was one of the best guys. Top fifty? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe top fifty. I think he could do it. Definitely. His name was Mister Perfect, so obviously. I would go with the guy that he faced would maybe be in the top fifty. Yeah, that would be as well. So Blue Blazer comes out. He's a kind of a superhero with a lucha mask. Part luchador, part macho man. Yeah. That's sort of the gimmick. Yeah. Um, the Blue Blazer was actually Owen Hart. Yes. Uh, built from parts unknown as the Blue Blazer. Yeah. So, um, we'll have more Owen, but this is the first. He had. Um, is it the first? I thought the he was part of the Owen Foundation in previous WrestleMania. No, he was he not. Was, he okay. was not. He came up when they. I think when he came up from Stampede or wherever else he had been, they didn't. They already had um, Bret Hart, his brother, yeah. in the Hart Foundation with Neidhart. They didn't want to push the angle that he was. They were brothers. Got it. So he had this Blue Blazer gimmick he had used. 
in the in the indie whatever not even indies territories. Did he didn't he start this as a teenager? Like it's a really old gimmick of his. I'm sure you know the, they they were all wrestling since they yeah. could, you know make a fist so probably. So Blue Blazer because he's from Canada. I don't. It was the Blue Angel and then it became the Blue Blazer. Got it. Um, Which but is, his, it's not impressive. By it's, the way, no, it's a gimmick. I'm it's, sorry. It's a horrible gimmick. But this is another one. Perfect is a great technical wrestler. Yes. Owen was, you know, he was a great... He, he could do the technical stuff, but also the high-flying, the... some Not the Lucha that you see today, or maybe mm-hmm. you wouldn't even see... It's like Lucha but, 101. Yeah. Because he is definitely the athleticism and how fast he's moving and countering stuff. I always find Owen, and this isn't even just like, you know... Because of the tragedy would befall him eventually. Oh yeah, he dies. Spoiler: yeah. connected with the blue blazer. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just think his style always looked faster and smoother, and you know, he's really good at his job. Yes. And this match would have seemed otherworldly if it was from WrestleMania Five. Right. It's two super competent wrestlers doing almost everything they can do. Right. And They're but, still definitely like held back by pacing, and I don't think they right. want to impress everyone that much you know it's an early card match mm-hmm. they're early in their careers there this is but once again this is glimpses it's pretty good these guys yeah and these guys will play into the 90s in, in big ways technical like, skill still better than anything in and it's better yeah I mean the perfect, the perfect su- suplex the, his like bridging fisherman suplexes that perfect does is great like the physical form like yeah because Jesse deals only in facts he will not say who the blue blazer is and yeah. uh, won't speculate after this match, he surprises everyone. Oh, we should we say uh, Mr. Perfect wins? Yes. Uh, it's a pretty short match, five minutes, 38 seconds. Before the next match, uh, Jesse surprises everyone and just poses. Yeah. Uh, he likes to do that. Yeah. One, would you say this costume, because it's a costume, is it better than the last it's one? It's better than four, but still far from two. Two yeah. is the best. Yeah. Uh, then we go, we go, we get cut away. To something that happened earlier in the week, which is a WrestleMania 5K. Yes. What? <laughs> That's the, this is the thing they did. A WrestleMania 5K that apparently Mr. Fuji ran to prove that he's he physically is ready great. to uh, to be in a match. Yes, against Demolition, who he used to be the manager of. Yeah. You don't have to worry about. That. Before we get to that, I would. It's time for a musical act. Run DMC. The WrestleMania rap. Which so, exists. Yeah, so once again, this was 1989. 1989. So we're a few years off their breakthrough. Um, they being? Run DMC. Like, this is after the fact. No, I mean, they still, like, 88... Uh, I thought 87, 86 was the Aerosmith Run DMC collaboration. Sure. This is post... This is post, I'm saying. Oh, yeah, oh, post, yeah Two yeah. years after, so they've yes. broken their... I mean, they didn't... Yeah, no. They their first breakthrough was not playing at WrestleMania, so they no. they had been around. It, the album that they released in '88 has like, you know, it's not tough and It's the one before that has like it's tricky and stuff. So they were they're still big. They're still big and at the height of their creative powers. Um, Jam Master Jay comes out to DJ and hype the crowd. No one knows what's going on. Yeah, it's great. Um, really awkward. And yeah, like I said, it's one of the rare timely WWF WWE musical guests. Somehow, yeah, they like kind of fell into this. I would like to know the story of how Run DMC got booked. Well, on Gorilla this. would not like to know the story because he did not like that music whatsoever. No, Jesse did. Well, Jesse's a cool guy. He's a cool guy. Wears earrings and leopard print. He's a cool dude. He's future governor of a state. So that happened. Yeah, no, it's really awkward. They, I can't. 
And then this you point, write they, about music specifically. You write about rap music, and you have nothing yeah. to say. No, because it's just a weird performance. It's not bad. It just doesn't fit at all. They're in the ring. It just—it's very strange. It doesn't fit at all. Yeah. But um. But that happened. Then we cut away to a video package, and we actually have context for this tag team match. So that's the. This was what one the of the hell? first video packages with any context. So yeah, it's a demolition against the powers of pain, axe and smash or demolition. The powers of pain are the warlord and the barbarian. Yeah, I mean obviously. This is so confusing because powers of pain. Now in WrestleMania four, we saw demolition for the first time, and they're a, a derivative of a something that's a much more popular gimmick that shows them in the WWF later. Yes. Powers of Pain are we're getting to like copy of a copy here. Yeah, I, it's really really hard to tell who's it's, wrestling. And, and there's people in makeup, and they're it's still in hard makeup. To tell they're wrestling. all in S and M gear. They're in bad kiss makeup. Well, except Mr. Fuji. Mr. Yeah. Fuji, who is wrestling, yes, is uh, just wearing pants yeah. and his bowler and throwing salt in people's eyes, yeah. which is not an throwing, awesome... not throwing the bowler like odd job. Throwing salt rules, by the way. Yeah, I, throwing salt rules and then waving a flag and chanting, chanting USA rules. Those, Those are the things two that things. Are always rule. Yes, um, I have the note: is this match is garbage. It is because there's no once again there's a storyline here. They made Mr. Fuji go to the top rope and fucking botch it. I don't know why they why they How, why are you making an old man do that? Don't yeah. do that. Because he's cause, cool. Yeah, he throws rice or salt or whatever. That being said, even though it's a horrible match, it's still somewhat entertaining to see Mr. Fuji in the ring. Yes, that's entertaining. But that. the storyline is basically like you, it's hard to care. It's very because they had also switched. Uh, demolition when they won the belts at the last one were faces now they're heels there was a story there but it's very tough to get invested even with, with like four S&M cosplayers it's mm-hmm. really tough to give a shit uh, before our next match we cut away to a Macho Man not promo it's the camera trying okay. to get Macho Man oh yes camera. he is not and about he's it. literally spinning around in his dressing room and they open the door and Macho says no cameras and runs around chases the cameraman pretty great yeah it, that's a work shoot because I don't know if he wanted the cameras there, and also that was the storyline. That's the first time you've used that word uh, in this podcast. Please explain the context. So, uh, a shoot uh, is is real, and a work is fake. Mm-hmm. So, you if a work shoot is something that you want that like, it's where those two things where you where it's supposed to look real, it's supposed to break the cave, but it's you're still working. Yeah. Okay. So moving on. Uh, the next match is Dino Bravo with Frenchie Martin defeating, sorry, sorry about giving that away, against Ronnie <laughs> Garvin. I genuinely have no... I didn't put any notes. This was a real, this was a real... I just wrote boring. Yeah, that, let's move on. Okay. We get to a good match. We have the Brainbusters, which is yes. Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard with Bobby the Brain Heenan against Strike Force, Ricky Martel and Tito Santana. Yeah, so Brainbusters, um, they had been previously in... Uh, NWA, not the group, the uh-huh. Wrestling Federation, and they were part of the Four Horsemen. Um, and they're, you know, Arn is put down as one of the best technicians mm-hmm. of wrestling uh, ever. Um, this was this is a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know they were like they're so, so ridiculous because Arn Anderson also looks like an accountant. Yeah, it just is weird. I mean, having the like male pattern baldness and he's like. A bit like so a these guys chunky peaked, guy. What ten years prior? Not even no. I mean, they were still like they had good years in WWE. Really? They just don't look it because Got it. he looks so physically unopposing. But yeah. he's like he's like the accountant that like that you know then then snaps and chokes out his Got balls. It. Well, it doesn't help that Strikeforce looks really good. 
Yeah, but Strike Force also looks like very. They're starting to look dated. They look very dated. They have the worst music. This they yeah. have the music of WrestleMania one. Right. They have not moved on at all. And they just have they just have that generic, uh, vaguely roided, feathered hair, good guy look. Yeah. You see a lot of figure fours in this part. Uh, and, sorry, in and this. The, and I think that's got to be a that's a four horsemen. Yeah. You know, reference because Ric Flair, mm-hmm. that's his signature move, and he was one of the four horsemen. Yes. Now. Ric Flair, okay, This we should talk about this in depth. Ric Flair, according to the WWE, on September 9th, 2015, is the most important wrestler of all time. Correct. We are five WrestleManias in. We have no context of who Ric Flair is. Right. Ric Flair, at this time, is in WCW. Correct? If he's even yes. there yet. He's it's, a, uh, no, it's, it, I'm trying to think of this. This is 89. I don't know if it, what the... He's still not in the WWE. Correct. Ric Flair, currently, according to the WWE, has the most... Championship belts of all time. 16. 16. John Cena might be going for that record. That's the thing right now. We don't know who he is, and he entered everything in a figure four leg look. That was his signature move. Now, Ric Flair has a podcast. It's a fantastic podcast. It's called Woo! With a lot of O's. He said the figure four leg lock is one of the easiest moves to get out of. And he never actually won a match with it. That was the thing. It was a transition move. Yes. You can reverse it by flipping over. And it becomes a, a lock of the other guys. Yeah, it's such a not a good idea of a move. But yeah. these two guys are actually good wrestlers, like you said. Yeah. Ric Flair wasn't the best wrestler. No. He was the best guy on mic consistently. And the best seller. And these are the things that matter. Yeah. But thanks to history and thanks to owning your own network for nine ninety nine a month that you could watch, you get to erase so much history, but you can't erase 100% of the context. We are five WrestleManias in now, and we've seen Hulk Hogan hold the championship belt above his head four times. Okay? Yeah. That's a lot of history that we are <laughs> pretending did not happen. Yeah. Do you think the WWE should be changing the facts? Hulk Hogan still has the most belts. No, he doesn't. With 16? He, he didn't have it. Fine. He, he should be the most celebrated. He had it for like four years solid. Yeah, but he should be the most celebrated champion then. Yes. Why aren't we? But we're not doing that anymore. If this was six months ago, Ric Flair would not be going on Raw. No, I mean they've they've maintained a relationship with Ric Flair. So he's had maybe because his daughter's in there. No, no, because no, 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 stop, stop, stop. Because it's Ric Flair. Yes, true. But also, your main guy is now someone you can never mention again. Right. Your other main guy is dead. Uh, The other main guy, uh, dead. Probably dead. The other main guy is doing movies, and he's too busy for that. Uh, the other main guy uh, nearly broke his back and beat his wife. Uh, the other you're, main guy. They're running out of. They're running out of legends. That's my point. Yes. They're changing history right. because they're literally running out of guys. Right. What do you think of that? That's you know I haven't even dropped the the c word the carny thing in a few of these podcasts. Yeah. But that's I mean this is not a legitimate. That's the the point of it. It's like a lot of people. You know, fans at a larger point, you know, get upset. Oh, well, this guy isn't doing this. This guy isn't doing this. It's not a meritocracy. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a, it's a storytelling. It's there's physical fitness, but it's run by basically one guy and his the people in his orbit, in his image and what he likes to see, and that's what it is. So it's like they can they rewrite what what is different about rewriting history as if Hulk having the belt for fourteen hundred days is different or better than Flair having a sixteen. Yeah, they're just trying to tell a story. And the only reason the Flair thing, the Flair thing is, yes, they they don't have a lot of guys that they can rely on and go here are the greats. Yeah, when they have to pretend that Hulk Hogan doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. But there's no storyline that he would. I mean, I'm sure you can make a storyline that makes sense. But the Flair thing actually makes sense right now. So you're just telling the story. 
That's okay. the reason they're bringing him up is because, yeah, the belt thing, which, once again, rewriting history, that belt number, when they pass it, they can change that number to 21. Yeah. There's other belts and other reigns that they haven't acknowledged and okay. stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's just storytelling. And that relates directly to this match. That's why I wanted to talk about all this right yeah. now. We are finally getting to points that we're going to see in future WrestleManias to the modern era. Yes. That is a heel turn within a match. Within the match, yes. Is this the first one? I think it's the first one of our WrestleMania. Sure I don't think we've seen one. I think, yeah, I think this is the first. I think there's like been heel turns maybe like right after or something. Ye- we've definitely seen it after the Because there was, even even with like Martel's last tag team, there was an issue. But this is a guy walking out. Walks out on his, his partner who then gets beaten. Yeah. And he leaves because he was just tired of like... Whatever the storyline reason yeah. is, but he just he's a heel now. It's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a storytelling device that still holds up. It makes yeah. sense. That's always going to make the other person mad. Now you have a feud for the next WrestleMania. Yeah, you're setting your table a year in advance. And it's every every tag team. The only like except for the Bushwhackers. Like I'm trying to think of other. There's really of. Well, let's think of the greatest tag teams of all time. The Bushwhackers. The Owen. The uh, what about the Hart family? Or like, does that not count? The Hart Foundation. I mean, it's. Like, I mean, they, it's like but, they, but they, but they wrestled. They, you know, Owen and Brett wrestled against each other. Yeah. What about Undertaker and Kane when they? It's not really a. Not really one. What about guys. what's going on right now? Let's let's talk about the guys that just came back. Let's talk about the Dudleys. Yeah. So have I, they ever? I I think because they had different. And this is in the era that I don't know as well. Uh-huh. Like the two thousands and stuff. Um, but I mean, generally, we don't know how they do that. Just generally, a tag team breaking up is that's a, a pretty predictable storyline because yeah. it's, it's something you do you can turn one of them yeah. like you said now you've got your next thing so once they've exhausted the storytelling possibilities of a tag team you break them up you get them back together whatever it is and the, another reason why it's so great is like similar to the one storyline I liked in Wrestlemania 4 which is Andre doing something for money do, this makes sense yeah this is a storyline that's not for honor this is just good financial reason and you get to defeat somebody, and it's sort of cheap, but it's not. No, like, yeah, it that's makes the sense. T- it just becomes a handicap match. Yeah. Like it didn't turn into a free for all. No, they still tag in. They do th- their spike pile driver to end it, which yeah. looks nasty. Yeah, there's a lot of nasty things in yeah, this. Yeah, a spike pile driver would be a pile driver, and then the other guy from the top rope kind of helps you drive the guy's head. Yeah. into the ground. Such a bad idea. Yeah, um, I would like to one day turn coat at a WrestleMania. That's a new goal in life. Yeah. Um, I don't know how or why I'd yeah. like to do that. But a heel turn at a WrestleMania, like or at a, at a pay-per-view, it once again so happened cool. at SummerSlam. Who? John Stewart turned heel. Oh, that's right. That's John right. Stewart had been. So I could do this. And I this is something to... that people don't need much context is if they watch Daily Show. And yeah. Thinking your listeners watch Daily Show. He had been feuding with the heel champion Seth Rollins. Yes. And he had hit him in yeah he hit him in the balls on a raw kicked him in the balls kicked him in the balls and then ran mm-hmm. which but it was John Stewart and it was against the bad guy so it was okay and he came out during Rollins' match against Cena and had a chair and the ref was had been knocked down and is it, is he going to hit the guy he's been feuding with the bad guy or is he hit Mr you know Mr America, Mr. America. John Cena and he hit John Cena with the chair he went turned heel it, that was my favorite moment his John Stewart heel turn so you, we part. did not talk about it you enjoyed that. I love that. Do you think because it was a swerve that, like, literally him coming a swerve. out because that's what the term actually means. But he came out. I actually, it's like a, a easy storytelling thing. Mm-hmm. But I'm so you're so used to them saying, "Oh, John Cena will win no matter what." That yeah, and they had been building it. It didn't really seem like it made sense. It doesn't actually make sense, and that's what's great about it is because 
that's why the reaction is good is because you don't see And then see it the following night on Raw, we found out John Stewart did that because he is such a big Ric Flair yeah. fan. Yeah. And then okay. John Cena uh, did the attitude adjustment to a 54-year-old small comic. <laughs> Once again, showing that your top baby face can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Your top baby face, if it's Hulk Hogan, he can try to remove the mats and hurt Andre the Giant. Or he can, he can uh, you know, fireman's carry a, a small man. So back uh, to this though. This is great because Mean Gene is very upset with Rick Martel. Yes, he yells at him like a principal. He kind of looks like a principal. About some of these, he just had to expel, and he's like super disappointed. Like yeah. I fucking put my neck out for you, man. Why'd you do? Why do you care? Yeah, hey, don't don't get invested. You're here to announce what's going on, yeah. not judge the man. <laughs> All right, my highlight of. WrestleMania five, which is not even that good. Actually, maybe this it's is pretty good. Highlight. It's pretty good. Piper, Piper's pet. Finally, the he prodigal son returns. Returns from, you know, from Hollywood. From Hollywood, dude looks great. Yeah, because Probably. he looks great in in They Live. And this is a few years after They Live, but he's got longish hair. Probably the long longest we'll ever yeah, see. Yeah. He's got the kilt. He's got. A decent tan. He doesn't look roided out unlike all the other guys. Yeah. Not I shouldn't say all. Somehow the other guys, he always but... in like they live and this era. He looks like he has like a stronger jaw. Yeah. I don't know. Just something. Yeah. He's never looked better. Yeah. We both want to fuck Roddy Piper. Rest <laughs> in peace. Um, my note is fuck yeah, and then I have four exclamation points. Yeah. So like, so we, this whole we, thing. They literally set the stage with a giant rug. Is it a rug? A plaid yeah. rug. They plaid up oh, the yeah, chairs. Oh, yeah, They, they, they it turn it... Great. It's tartan, all tartan everything. So good. And they've got the three... They've got three stools covered in it. And then they do, like, this ridiculous... Pointless. Fawning intro. Maybe two minutes. And then it's a swerve. Piper does not come out at first. Brother Love comes out. So, Brother Love... Um, His first WrestleMania. Okay. Do you... Could you describe to the listener so, what the yeah. fuck Brother Love is? He was a parody of the televangelist. This is like the televangelist um, stuff that happened. Like the... It's uh, 1989, Baker. by the yeah, way. Yeah. So, Baker, and there was another couple of them. But he's a... Like, they paint... He's red red in the face because they face paint him red. Yeah. Um, According to Gorilla Monsoon, uh, this guy's as soft as a grape. The yeah. oddest turn of phrase that we've heard yeah, in five years. Yeah, that's, a, that's an old one. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I mean, I know what it means in yeah. context, but so he's a televangelist, um, and he's going to take over the show. Yes, because he had had um, he had, had done a, a Piper's Pit style show in the interim. It's been two years since Roddy's been a yes. regular, um, and he comes out and he does, and he's and he's a bad guy. He's like a huckster a mm-hmm. televangelist. He does this thing where he's like fake interviewing Piper, and he's doing a Piper impression, which is pretty good. It was pretty good impression. Yeah. Um, got the mannerisms down, and then you bring, but they bring out a guy because it's an interview segment. So you have mm-hmm. to bring someone to interview, and this is a guy I didn't. I had to look up. Oh, I you don't know, know Morton Downey Jr.? No. Oh my gosh, Morton Downey Jr. had the sh- like the brightest fucking star of the talk show universe for about eighteen months. So there's a reason you know this, yes, and that everyone else doesn't. Now, there's a great documentary about Morton okay. Downey Jr. Morton Downey Jr. was very. Look, Wikipedia describes him as a trash TV pioneer. Yeah, he was. There's no Springer without Morton Downey Jr. Yeah. But similar to Byron Allen, mm-hmm. he sort of did it all on his own. Right. It just it just took off. He did lowest common denominator stuff. Like before Geraldo was getting hit in the face with a chair, Morton Downey Jr. was doing it. He attracted uh, a lot of right wings, but he also attracted a lot of like morning style radio stuff, but on TV. Right. Total trash human being. 
Um, smoked all of the time. Part character, part reality. It was Spoiler alert. Title uncanceled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, later on in life, he did uh, PSAs about that. Yeah. Um, he sort of made his peace with it. Yeah. He sort of turned into an interesting, not hateable character. Right. He's sort of playing a role. Yeah, but he was also a pro-life activist yeah. and a right-wing piece of shit. Yeah, but it's like one of those things where like you drink the juice so long you believe it type yeah. of thing. But he's a fascinating character that I don't recommend anyone trying to emulate, but definitely be aware of. Yeah. Well, you, you would definitely say for me to not know who it is, is not like... No, you're you definitely go, tuned into Jerry culture. Springer. People know this is way different than Jerry yeah. Springer, though, because Jerry Springer in, is very similar to. Um, well, he was all. I mean, he was doing a trashy version of other talk shows. He the, he wasn't really participating. Mm-hmm. He was sort of facilitating right. the arena. He happened to. He was your mean gene, right? Yeah. Now Morton was your. Morton was your uh, mouth of the south. Like he right. was the guy. He literally his logo was literally a mouth. Um, he is a fascinating character, and he is of the era, and he is the host that the WWF deserved. It was perfect. That's pretty good timing for yes, what you, he was doing. You and, could not have had a better yeah. parody of something that became a real thing. Right. So he comes out and does his his shtick. Yes. And then finally, Piper for does no come particular out. reason. Now his shtick is smoking, not a yeah. joke. That's the shtick. Yeah. Piper finally and saying comes zip out. it. He had, like, catchphrases and shit? Yeah, he did, but it was mostly uh, sort of cutting people off. Yeah. Yeah. Piper finally comes out. He shuts up Brother Love. Yeah. And then he just kind of... The whole premise is, please stop smoking cigarettes. Yeah. Morton, please stop smoking cigarettes. I mean, it's he rule, has some rule of... Th- four times. Yeah. Not even rule of three. I was going to say rule of three, but he does say specifically... Four times. Four times. Um, and then, classic Piper... Just puts him out with a fire extinguisher. Yeah, as soon as he turns around, it's it's. And this was a real fire extinguisher. It's very <laughs> clear that this was a fully loaded fire extinguisher. <laughs> he blasted him because it's 1989, and you could get away with that. Yeah, he also did say that he would. Uh, I'll bite your face off. Yeah, at one point, it's Piper's really great. Great. Yeah, I don't think he's scripted. I think he's outlined. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like you got five think, minutes. Hit these three notes. I, I, I think it's not even the notes. It's I think well. He's gonna keep blowing. You're gonna keep blowing smoke in my face, and we're gonna go back and forth and make fun of each other's mothers. Yeah. But I don't think, I don't think even scripting outlining. I don't think you could script or outline. He Piper. is one of the unless old, he was in a movie. Yeah, he, and he does follow a script. He's not one. Of, you could tell in They Live that he actually knows how to do things. He's yeah. not insane. He is an amazing improviser, and that's why it's so. Like that's why when I think of four, it's so bad because you you gave me this little glimpse of Rowdy, and now I get to see him for ten minutes. This is probably his longest segment, yeah. next to the Mister T boxing match, right? And it's great, and it has no reason to be there whatsoever. Just they wanted he was coming back. This is his this is his return. He will then wrestle for a few more years there. And now, if you've got him, use him. Do you think they did it just to bring him back, or do you think they did it to rub it in his face that you went to Hollywood and we're going to show the trailer for No Holds Bar? You know, that's Hogue, like which is directly after the Piper's Pit segment. Oh, it was directly. Okay. It was directly okay. after. It yeah. was hard for me not to be like. I think they brought him back to be like, our guy's going to go Hollywood. Yeah. Fuck you, Rowdy. We could do this too. Right. All of Hogan's movies. I'm serious. Yeah. It makes no, sense. No, I mean, in terms it, of it, the placement it definitely of it. makes sense considering we're in the world with Virgil and Akeem the African Dream. Yeah. Pettiness is not. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're not above that. Uh, the movie did horrible. It looks horrible. I have never seen it. Um, but there's also like these weird. They 
they released the movie and then they did a pay-per-view of it and had a had a wrestling match like as part of the pay-per-view it was like you showed so, the like, movie sales yeah well it was like this was must have been after because they it was like the no hold bars no holds barred the movie the match Huh. So they what showed was the them. match. It was like the same. It was Hogan and the guy from the movie or something like that. Again, yeah, in a tag match against the guy from the movie. Oh, tiny, okay. tiny Lister, yeah. Okay, now uh, is that really Tiny Lister? Yeah, playing Zeus. Wow. Yeah. Um, Jesse gets very upset that Hogan is going Hollywood and cuts a promo about Hogan going because Hollywood. at this point uh, he had done Predator and he had done something. He had done another movie. But he's a legitimate movie star. Yeah. Like, legit. Bigger than Rowdy. Way bigger. Yeah. Maybe top ten action heroes in the world at this point. What the fuck? Yeah. Why not ask that guy? <laughs> you have put your money on the wrong... You bet, yeah, you bet the wrong, yeah, Come on. On the wrong horse. All right, so now we have a super, super long uh, package. Yeah. It's way too long. Then Hogan gets a promo that's way too long. And all I'm thinking is, like... This is why this is three and a half hours. This does not yeah. need to be three. It doesn't and a half need to. Hours. I mean, this was a recap. I said it was it was pretty good because you do get the story. Unlike Hogan, Andre basically just seeing riffs on the same thing. Yeah, this was a new story. So at the end of the last one, they they're friends. They're the mega powers. Mm-hmm. In between WrestleMania four and WrestleMania five, there's like. Really quick, are you having a hard time because you watched two of these in one day? I did. Is it, is it all getting it's like all, convoluted yeah, right now? Yeah, no. And it is, but it's convoluted to begin with, and it yeah. doesn't help watching it on the same day. But basically what happened was um, Hogan starts kind of getting too close to Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. And it's it, it's uh, not implied that there's anything going on. It just uh, – Savage is like – and it's been his character since we've first seen him yeah. in the WWF is that he's – Super protective of her. He treats her like property. He treats her like property. He doesn't let her talk. Keeps other men away from her. So it's continuing that storyline, even though he's a good guy now. That's still a trait, and you're still conditioned to know that's how he interacts with yeah. this woman. And so when he, at one point, it, it peaks when he gets thrown out of the ring, accidentally hits hits her, knocks her out. Um, but then he is back in the match, and Hogan carries the damsel in the distress, damsel in distress to the back. Yeah. Um, when he comes back. Randy smacks him in the face and walks. And then when they're in the back, they have a confrontation and he attacks him. Who's that, he? Uh, excuse me. Uh, Randy attacks. Hogan. Savage attacks Hogan. Okay. So that kind of it builds to a builds to a head, and then they have this match to to blow, to do. Which the is fine. We still have five more matches to go. Yeah, and after Hogan's Hogan's, I mean, the promo. It's tough to compare to four. He does try and fails to say seismologist. <laughs> Or size small. I'm gonna fail because now I can't even remember what it is because <laughs> it's just in my head. Whatever he said, and kind of says that, like Trump Tower is gonna fall. Yeah, he once tried again. kind of as a recap. Yeah, um, and this is we're now after that promo. I, I time stamped it because it was two hours fifteen minutes in, just over an hour to go, and I was tired of this at that. And it really yeah. after after Piper's Pit being this high to kind of bring it down. Um, it was tough. luckily and, there are. They're good matches. Pretty good matches. That's the thing too. It's crazy. As I was watching the matches, going, wait, I enjoyed the the first two hours. Yeah. Yet there's still a lot of good wrestling. For example, our next match is okay. Yeah. Um, I never would have imagined this being a good match. Right. And it's so it's it's uh, Jake Jake the the Snake Snake Roberts against Andre the Giant. With 
uh, with Stud as the guest referee. That's true. And he kind of, and that's some story there because yeah. he has history with Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Jake is feuding with Andre. Jake had kayfabe given Andre a heart attack with Damien the Snake. Yeah. Because on like a guy being afraid of snake or snakes or whatever animal the person has, that's like a that's a trope. But this is a giant snake, so it's somewhat believable. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's still a snake that lives in a bag at, yeah. in the corner of the ring. It's horrible. When, yeah. And considering Andre, like, Not the smoothest lumbering movie. around the ring, yeah, it, it's amazing that they now, never kill the snake. I think they do kill the snake. Not in this WrestleMania, okay. but in the future. I, I think this feud continues in, like, in a pay-per-view coming up or something. Andre, like, sits on the bag or something like yeah. that, and they kill Damien or something like that. Right. I, they kayfabe killed they kayfabe killed Damien I, I hope to god it was kayfabe <laughs> so the match opens was, yeah. um, with Andre cheating he takes the 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 turnbuckle pad right he doesn't seem to need to do that yeah once again like you're the strongest biggest the man biggest guy, in the world he's the biggest guy 525 pounds cheating seems beside the point but whatever he's a bad guy I get it but isn't Jake the Snake sort of a bad guy at all times no, I think he, would, he is pretty over. I mean, where were you in 89? He was pretty over. I was dressing up as Jake for Halloween. Exactly. I think but that was, doesn't mean he was a good guy. I think he was pretty over okay. at this point. I think in earlier WrestleManias we've seen, he was pretty much a heel. So if he's over, and Andre at one point was the biggest draw in the world, like how much has his stock slipped where he went from headlining two consecutive WrestleManias to like ninth on the card of 14? But this is what we've been talking about with Andre. It's like it's tough to... Do you see the man too much? Yeah, I mean, even once, because it's not once a year. It's not just WrestleMania. Yeah. He was doing, like you said, this feud continues. He was semi-regular, as regular as anybody. Yeah. And, you know, the luster's off it a little bit because we've seen w- what you can do with it. What's interesting about this is, for the first time in a WrestleMania, you get a split screen at one point. Jake the Snake is down the aisle, and yeah. he's facing off against somebody. Well, Big John Stud, he's play- Jake the Snake is with uh, fighting Bobby Heenan. Right, because because Heenan takes the snake. Yes, well, Andre the Giant is uh, fighting Johnson. Getting in the face. Literally choking out the referee. getting in the face, less choking. And that's why he loses by DQ, which makes sense. So far, so good with the storytelling here. Another way you could have done this is throwing the snake as a weapon. Yeah. That makes sense, too. Because that's the thing, too. You have to do these kind of finishes with Andre. If it's not going to just be he sits on you and wins. Exactly. So So at least we're playing in the realm of possibilities. And and, and continuing a storyline that... Him yes. versus Stud is, you know, four, three or four uh, WrestleManias old. Yeah, so. and it's good. Yeah, um, surprisingly good actually. And Greg the Hammer Valentine looks like shit in our next match. Uh, it's the Honky Tonk Man. <laughs> that's a that's a good segue. And Greg the Hammer Valentine, the oldest, shittiest looking man versus the Heart Foundation, some of the youngest, most yeah. agile. The men. fact that like Jim the Anvil Neidhart looks like a young agile man here says a oh lot about. God. And this is, again, this is one of those, like, you're looking at guys on their way out and guys on their way up. Oh, fuck. Um, by the way, you know Valentine and Honky Tonk Man's team name? Is it on the card? It is... No, it's not. Rhythm and Blues. Oh, shit. That's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. I they, like that as a tag team. They look... Yeah. When I think of Rhythm and the Blues, blues. Rhythm, I think of fat guys. Fat whites. Yeah. Fat I stand guys. by Greg uh, Valentine as, like, now in a... Way aging past his prime, Skinnered Roadie. Yeah. And now a even more past his prime, Elvis impersonator. Uh, what makes it even more sad is the Heart Foundation, for the first time, you actually get to see that they could wrestle. 
Yeah, and they're still stuck in a... Fuck. And it, this is not even that early in the card, but it's still like not... 10 out of 14. This yeah. is their fourth WrestleMania. They've they're now finally sw- getting yeah. to see wrestling. Yeah, they were in two Battle Royales. Oh, God, yeah. And I forgot the other one. Yeah. It was the Hard Foundation versus somebody. Whatever. Yeah, there is another one, but it's no good. But, yes. It's interesting. It's the first time... That, and, and, you know, like... Valentine and I, the Hunky Tongue, they look like crap. At least it's like competent enough that they can they can. Well, they win with botched interference, even though yes. they don't need to. Jimmy the Hart Valentine. So no, I'm screwing up names here. Jimmy Hart, Jesus. Yeah. With Greg Valentine, I think he tries to throw the uh, bull His horn. Mega, mega, mega horn. horn. Yeah. We've been doing this a long time. I think it was to the Hunky Tongue man. He misses it. Yeah. Bret Hart catches it, smashes him on the head. That's your favorite device, right? It's got to be. The I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know why I don't like it. The megaphone or the or the way to it's throwing the megaphone. I love the I like use when you, of the megaphone. Oh, okay, I, I specifically that. liked it. I think when they did it and caught it in one. Oh, and it's rid a of seamless. It. Yeah, it's a seamless it's like transition. Part of a swing. Yeah, it was yeah. like catches it, knock a guy, throw it out. I agree. That's yeah. cool. This one is botched, so it's actually kind of cool. I like yeah. botched interference. Yeah, right. Um, and then here we go to our next match, which I love. This is a great match. I love it. It's Rick Rude with Bobby Heenan. Ravishing Rick Rude. I have very. I would like to apologize. It's very important to say. His Rest name in peace, Rick ravishing Rick Rude. Against Both the Ultimate Warrior, down. we f- we get another video package. Yeah, okay. package is the operative word. Predating this was the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble, there was a pose off. They didn't have a match between the Ultimate Warrior yeah. and Ravishing Rick Rude. Now, the Ultimate Warrior opens the pose off, and he's fucking killing it. And Rick Root cannot handle that amount of sexiness because it's his time to be sexy. Yeah. And decides to choke out the ultimate warrior. He does so and then instantly starts posing because that's what the ladies want. That's Once the again, the ladies love ravishing Rick Root, according yeah. to Jesse the Body. L L R R, yeah. So <laughs> And when they did the pose off, Rick Root, you know, in WrestleMania four, he had the amazing, you know, like kiss my ass airbrush yeah, on his so tights. Great. This when he did the pose off, he had his own face on his own crotch. Hell yeah! Which is, which is just like it's so amazing. many levels of meta. Yeah, I don't know if it's positive, negative. It's great. Yeah. Now, what's interesting is once the Ultimate Warrior wakes up from getting choked out during the pose off, he goes literally insane yeah. and just smashes everyone. He, he does like a Hulk out, like Incredible Hulk, yes. where you like launch five people off of you at once, all like men in blazers. <laughs> Throws. Referees out of the ring, doctors out of the ring, admins out of the ring, accountants yeah. out of the ring. This pose off has gone horribly wrong. <laughs> That's amazing. So now it's time for the the blow off of their their pose which off, which is this match for the uh, WWF Intercontinental Title. Yes, and Ultimate Warrior currently has it. I think right? he's, a, he's a champion. Yeah, so and he's, uh, got, he's got the belt. And Rick Rude tops himself, um, which actually is it. That could be a pun on. On, uh, everything his, on everything done. of this match, um, but he has now has his best tights yet, arguably with the title airbrushed on his crotch. Wait, it's not just the title. In the middle of the is belt, his face. Nope, grenade. Oh, it's grenade. It's okay. a grenade. I was trying it's to. It's a hand like, grenade. What could it possibly? Yeah. What what possible metaphor could we have? Here? Wait till we get to the back. That would be uh, warrior. The ultimate warrior's airbrushed face. Yeah, on, on his ass. <laughs> Rick Root's ass. Yeah, I mean, when we this were talking about rules. the, when, but this is like this. Yeah, like you said, it is getting meta because I think the homerosism 
that's that that low buzz that's always in wrestling yeah. has been in all of us. It was particularly in the first few, definitely played off the old tropes and kind of the effeminate wrestler, yes. effeminate heels. And those are that seems like old school. Mm-hmm. But a guy who looks like a porn star who airbrushes his, his face on his dick and his opponent's face on his ass, we're now at meta homoeroticism. And he comes out to porn music essentially. Yeah. He tells That's, everyone to shut sh- up. Shut up. You need to shut your mouth. All you high rolling Atlantic City sweat hogs need to shut up so he can strip down for you. And he does. He does. They all and they do. They do. Because the ladies love Rick Rude. Yes. I and, love Rick Rude. I'm a Rick Rude fan. Rick Rude's great. Um it's so ridiculous to see. Maybe him, like, Rick Rude t shirt is what I need. Yeah, or or pants. No, I can't pull those off. I don't know, yeah. Um, so no, they, also, I'm not going to wear a dead man's ass or face <laughs> on my ass. That's just bad. I'll wear it on my chest. That's just not good. Yeah, the decorum there. I'm going to wear the warrior's yeah. face. Um, so Rude is ripped. He is a strong, powerful man. Yeah. But compared to the roided out Ultimate Warrior, yeah. looks like a baby boy. Because he does have like a net. You could. It's like a natural. Yeah. Like, bo- like not tribe. even bodybuilder. Like no. athlete. Yeah. And and like yeah, more muscular probably, than he needs I'd to be. Probably I'd say like in the eighties, probably like a wide receiver in the NFL. Like yeah. pretty top heavy, but not yeah. like any one specific thing. Yeah. It's not like he's going to Muscle Beach and like right. doing whereas, what Hogan did. Yeah, something. whereas Warrior just looks like your mental image of the ultimate warrior, which is just a roided out insane maniac. person. Yeah. So, so good and bad. Yes. Though I love Rick Rude, it is so dated. And Warrior still doesn't seem that dated, you know what I mean? Rick, I, see, I think I think the Warrior stuff is the, maybe is it's so the much, hair, yeah. and the mustache. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe they're still going off of Magnum. Yeah, know, true. Well. Maybe it's just the facial hair. But I feel like the Warriors music, Ultimate Warriors music, is not that different than Seth Rollins' current music. Right, just rock running place. to the ring is always cool. Yeah, shaking the ropes like a maniac is always cool. You know what else isn't cool though? Botching a lot of moves. Oh my god! And getting ga- Rick Rude looks so hurt. And getting gassed almost immediately. There's a point where well, there's one particular where he has him in kind of like a kind of a, a, a slam, setting yeah. up a slam. He's supposed to do like a backbreaker on his knee, but he kind of drops him in the mat, and yeah. then he gets him up again, and then kind of falls over with him into the corner. And they're like, "Oh, he's tr- they're trying to he's trying to throw Rude out of the ring." No, he totally got gassed and couldn't lift him again, and almost like fell and and threw him out of the ring by accident. There's That's a, really bad. Rude drop kicks off the rope. Yeah. And it looks amazing. Yeah. And Warrior botched something that hurt Rude's leg legitimately. Right. It's so, like, noticeable, it's the notice- skill level yeah. between these two guys. They're really miss. I mean, the, like, the storyline-wise, that actually, this, as stupid as it is to have a feud off a pose off, it made sense with both their characters. Oh, yeah. But style of wrestling and skill level... Is total mismatch. Which is this is I'd also like to point out this is the first match in all five WrestleManias that I think could still be in the modern era. Oh yeah, I mean, and in there's terms a lot of, of even with skill, even though that he's yeah. not very good. Yeah, there are people in the modern era that aren't yeah. very good, but the like they're so dynamic you don't really care. Yeah, this could be that match. Also, that final there's like a suplex from like outside the ropes to inside mm-hmm. that kind of gets botched and it kind of turns into a brainbuster where instead of landing like flat, you're landing on the crown of your head. It was not. It was not great. But Warrior does. This is his first loss. Yeah. And he drops the belt. Yeah. Um, you know, but he's still, still ascendant. Yeah. Like this oh, is yeah. this is at the beginning of that of the kind of. And here's Warrior the problem with Rick Root. I think his gimmick is kind of too smart to like yeah. ever rise above the IC belt. 
Yeah, and that's pretty much what he did. And and it's interesting because he later, um, during like the beginning of the Attitude Era, he was actually in the first. I'm sure he's in more WrestleManias, but I might as well talk about now just because gimmick wise, he was in the first um, incarnation of Degeneration X. I did not know that. With it's Shawn Michaels and Triple H and China and Rick Rude. Except at this point, you would you would think Rick Rude. This makes total sense. Yeah, he's shaking his crotch and stripping down. That works with guys who said suck it. Uh huh. He's like their accountant. He's their lawyer. He's they like their. He's like supposed to be their tough guy who just stands there and he wears a suit. Oh. And he doesn't do any of the stuff that made Rick Rude Rick Rude. It's so weird. And then he like unfortunately like dies during that. Yeah. Like ninety seven maybe. Wow. So it was just a strange. So is this his peak? This is around his peak. This is I, I'd say this like late eighties. Okay. Yeah. Well, right, early nineties. Yeah. Every year we seem to lose one person. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, he's got a few more. He's okay. Ninety seven, but yes. Um, I love that match. Yeah, and and, that, and it wasn't even like technically that good. No, because there's all the botches, but it yeah. it does at least the style, the physical style, and all the, um, you know, the suplexes and all that type of stuff, the drop kicks. You're, once again, we're both of those guys. It's not having one guy on each side of the divide. Those are guys who are going to carry at the company for the next couple yeah. years. Let's move on to our final three matches. So yeah, the thing is, usually what you'll do after. So I would say up until now, um. I mean that's a that's a solid match and would you, that's probably the best, you know. As of far this one so far, hands down the most enjoyable. Match. Yeah, it's the most enjoyable match. So, but what we're getting towards is having is, is the headlining match, and usually you have one kind of piss break, popcorn break match mm-hmm. in between, um, where you have a, especially a match that was almost ten minutes, and now you're getting you're gearing up. It's almost time for Hogan and Savage. You have one match, a couple minutes. You, you do something silly. Uh-huh. You let people go to the bathroom. Why they decided to do two of these matches when we're already over three hours yeah. is like is nuts. Especially because huh. neither of these think of it that neither way. of these matches matter. Neither of them is good. Well, hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, so we versus, can do it. It's uh, bad news Brown. Yes, in, it's in a your, match. Yeah, but it's also a double DQ because they forgot that you can't hit people with two by fours and chairs. Also, it's the first match. I'm gonna just double check here really quick. Uh, you just talk for a quick. Yeah. Second. So I mean. Uh, once again, I don't think there was a real storyline on this one. This would be a fine match to do before your headlining match because it's two guys that people like. Duggan, Duggan gets the um, gets his cheers in. I want to say pretty positive here. Is this the only DQ? No. Only black guy? Yep. Yep, there we go. Um, it yeah. took over three hours Yeah. to get to our first black wrestler. Yeah. That's yeah. fucked up. Yeah. Even at this point, come on, man! This I mean, this, is but, this is, but this is still—they've literally stepped backwards. They've gone from backwards, WrestleMania yeah. one because they're not going out there and going, "Well, we need this on the card." They're just—they do but it if the guys were in the company. Got the biggest pops. If you look back, it's not white guys actually. Yeah. Junkyard Dog was—I mean, he, he got was, a oh, huge pop, but he was much bigger. I mean, he was the, the biggest black, you know, wrestler of the '80s. Okay, fine. What about not white wrestlers? What about more Samoan wrestlers? Well, they just, I mean... There are places to go. There are people that are wrestling in other companies at yeah. this time that aren't white guys. There's no... They Let's get to the actual yeah, match. Sorry, it doesn't, I yeah, but Mostly because it's like I'm not apologizing for it, but I don't. I also don't expect yeah. car, like conservative carnies to be like, well, you know, this car is pretty white. But I do expect people do to know now. how the money works, and even back then, it wasn't like it, this was just appealing to white people. This appealed yeah. to everyone. In right. fact, I think their cultural cachet has gone down a little bit by going more white, by going all male. 
And I think, well, I think some of that, you know, it's, it's chicken or egg too, because like we said, fair, like the rock fair, and roll fair. stuff is done. Okay, so uh, Jim Duggan versus Bad News Brown, and uh, yeah, Jim loves two by fours, and Bad News Browns is from the mean streets of Harlem that Jesse keeps reminding us about. So of yeah. course he's going to fight dirty. Yeah, this is a typical night for him. Pointless yeah. racist tropes that are really annoying. And it ends with a man with a two by four hitting a man with a chair. They don't actually hit each other; they hit the, each other. The things, yeah. Cool. The end. Moving on. Uh, oh, but the way that match is for nothing. This match is also for nothing. It's the Red Rooster versus Bobby Heenan. Yeah. And thank God it's a thirty-two second match. Yeah, because the gimmick here is that Heenan's actually going to wrestle, and that um, he's against the Red Rooster, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a guy with a thing in his hair, mm-hmm. and he makes like chicken noises. Um, no cock jokes, but chicken noises. And it's a young man versus an old man that didn't need to be there. Yeah, and then it also um, involves another like the Red Rooster was a jobber, and so is the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, and it just kind of like he insulting was like I can make anyone into a jobber. It's like yeah, that's a, not that's that tough not to good. Do. But why this match exists right before at all. when you're at all, but while you're when you're trying to get to your your is the Red event. Rooster the dumbest gimmick yet? Yes. Okay, good. Hold on. The main event of the night is Hulk Hogan against the Macho Man Randy Savage. The mega powers are going to explode. They explode all right. Yeah. But before we even get to the match, we have Miss Elizabeth, who, through all of these, has said probably a sentence and a few words. Yeah. Um, And we'll kind of see why. Yeah. She does this uh, promo backstage she's oh, in boy. so the storyline once again for her is kind of she was managing both of them they were they were tag team partners mm-hmm. she's with you know she's this is there's no romantic storyline yeah at this point um the whole idea is that she's been managing savage for a few years and now she's managing hulk, hulk too and you know if she cares about both of them that's why and so she gives this kind of like sheepish halting yeah. four sentence promo that takes much longer than it should um, it's incredibly uncomfortable. It is too, because but this whole thing, and I, I do want to say it is tough for us. It's like watching Cosby now, like it's tough to, or or watching Hulk Hogan now, like it's tough to see when Hogan. It's like, like watching this as it is. Yeah, when when Hogan body slams a black guy for no reason, it's tough not to see that in the context of what yeah. we know. And in this, knowing that they had this weird, abusive, you know, mentally emotionally abusive relationship, it's tough not to see the storylines in that. But even knowing all that, there's a few basic questions like Miss yes. Elizabeth's going to be there and if she actually managed both right <laughs> this is so dumb if this she, is a kayfabe question why is she like representing both of them either why is she representing both of them at all period at yes. this point right if she's not in her husband's corner doesn't that mean they should just not be together period and be in Hulk's corner or be in her yeah. husband's corner her I mean? real life husband her real life husband not storyline macho husband. man Randy Savage yeah not at this line. point she's just his she's manager. just a manager yeah who he has feelings for Oh well, then I take it back. I thought they were yeah. together technically. That I don't think. I mean, I think like they, even storyline, they're like boyfriend okay. girlfriend. Okay, yeah. If that's the case, it's even easier to break up then. Yeah, just break up with it's that. Not person. a marriage. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But this is where, so that, and in real life, this is where the kind of tension. This is one of the interesting things about wrestling is like where the line is, like because Savage was kind of controlling. Yeah. Not kind of. He was controlling. His character is also controlling. Well, his rope, or sorry, his robe. So it's madness. Madness. It. That's not yeah. good. That's he, not a good sign. He's not representing the band. Oh, he by just the way, lo- yeah. 
that's uh, that's not good. No, but I, the last thing on Miss Elizabeth is that she does say something to the effect of, it's a shame they have to deal with their problems this way. It's a shame that these men who are paid to fight are solving their problems through violence. It's like the worst promo. And it's, it's just like, it looks like a... It's, it's one of those things where you need a safety word to be like, are you in danger right now? Is yeah. there someone with like a gun behind you? This whole match feels like that. That being yeah. said, it's the best wrestling we've seen from Hulk Hogan yet. Yes. Yeah. Second best we've seen from Savage, only because he's, and by far, only because he had a, an all-time great match. Yeah, he had the best I'd say it's yet. There's got to be one in four out this, of the four that he had that was pretty good. Yeah, I'll say this. I'll say three is definitely, it's a great match. It's great wrestling. There is storytelling in the match and psychology. This ha- this doesn't like there's storytelling and psychology in this match. You're 100 right. Yeah, this is actually so, better simply by storytelling than anything in right. four. And there's stuff both like the physicality where where Savage, you know, will who is way blatantly better, blatantly better, and and he runs the match basically. Yeah. Um, and you know he gets he gets Hogan and he's the heel and he's playing a little dirty, so he you know he'll get Hogan and catch him in the neck with something, but then he'll stay he'll keep working with new moves and with new things on the neck and it'll get progressively worse so first it's the rope and then it's the cage or the uh, the railing and then it's he sneaks a piece of his his wrist tape and chokes him when the ref isn't looking and then discards the tape so there's like an es- there's escalation of it mm-hmm. in the storytelling and then obviously of course um, you know having Elizabeth ringside she gets involved she's always I mean this is what always happens with a female valet or manager she's too close to the action there's peril so she's either she's gonna get involved one way or the other, especially when it's like the babiest of baby faces. Mm-hmm. She's gonna be in the wrong place, and oh, is someone gonna hit her by accident? Yeah. And especially, and he's the heel, he shields himself with her, knowing mm-hmm. that Hogan won't hit her, and you know, making kind of and there's escalation of that. But then when she at one point kind of comforts Hogan after he gets like he takes you know his head to the ring post. Mm-hmm. Then that's actually when I think that's when Savage comes back, kind of like brushes her away, almost hits her. It looks like it looks like he's smacking her in the face. I mean, it the way it's shot, like that. the way it's shot looks like he backs backhands her, but he doesn't. He swings at her. Uh, this isn't none of this is is good. I would only say in storyline, if you want him to be the worst guy, have him threaten violence sure. toward a woman. And you're not, and they're not saying he's not the good guy, and that's uh, that's clear. Well, before that happens. The crowd is pretty split. It's probably yeah. like 60-40 Hogan. Right. Before this happens. Yeah, and, and because, like I said, you know, they're mega powers. They were coming in as like, you have your top two guys, good guys, mm-hmm. All-American. They're a tag team. They're kicking ass and taking names. And then you had this stuff happen with Elizabeth. So you still have people who are maybe sympathetic to, to Savage. Yeah. Going, why was she getting involved? Why is Hogan doing this? Placing the onus somewhere else. So you can still root for him. Actually, the, one of the main reasons why we even know he's the bad guy versus the good guy is because Jesse keeps calling Hogan's fans the pukesters. Yeah. Pukemania. Yeah. And, like, honestly, without that, you kind of can tell based on, like, the the, song and stuff. I think the style... And the package, but, like... The the style of wrestling... He's not fighting dirty. He's not fighting... He's fighting a little... With the tape? That's about it. The tape, but at the same time, once again, Hogan cannot... He rakes... Uh, Savage's eyes with his way boot. before the tape. Yeah, so it's very that I would say it's a little tough to tell because Hogan just plays by his own rules. Yeah, it's horrible. Man. Yeah, because for all intents and purposes, we're not like saying he deserves to. In reality, Macho Man would have won. Yes, 
That is the dumbest sentence I might have ever said. In reality. In reality. <laughs> in real wrestling. <laughs> but no, like, I mean, he was You can't the, have one man that's just impervious to pain at yeah, will. But at the same same time, story-wise, he has to lose. Oh, of course. He's, of a, course. he's the abusive, but jealous boyfriend. Why can't he lose for a fault of his own? Right. Like hubris, you know, there couldn't could be lose. couldn't he be distracted? You know, yes. there's other ways that could happen, but the way they tell stories that wasn't it. And Hulk's the hulking up thing of I, the I mean, dumbest trope. The the elbow that Savage lands is, is amazing. Is savage. It's it does really, it, really and good. right into the pin, kicks out at like one and a half. It's really and this is what no the Hogan thing, man. the Hogan thing, and the it's very comparable now to what. People the the tag on Cena for a while for a few years. I mean, recently he's been great, but the last several years, you know, the yeah. decade long reign is that he no sells and that it's like playing. It's like when you're kids playing. A, you know, you're playing cops and robbers. It's like, well, uh, I get I escape the jail. It's like, no, that's not the rules of the game, and that's the thing that's like offensive. I like to, to point out we're in the Trump Plaza for our second consecutive <laughs> yeah. WrestleMania with Donald Trump in the front row. Yeah, guys who rigged the game. Trump and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan, good good buddies, and that's the thing we're watching. And even I think as a child, or as a like a preteen, you can guy. go like, come on, man, like he just hit that, or stay with it, you yeah. know, like that has to mean something. And that's why the Warriors no sells made sense because he was on steroids and it showed. And I'm not joking. Yeah, he didn't try to sell it off as all American. He tried to sell it off as he's got a, a fucking spirit animal. Yeah. A.K.A. steroids. Yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Hogan's thing is that, like, I'm just going to turn on that gear and shake it just off and puff and puff the whole time. and then just do my three moves. And that's the exact same scene of playbook. And it's just crazy because you think it's – this is one of those things – this can sound horrible. You can look back at, like, some of, like, Ventura's racist shit or, like, racist gimmicks or, like, ethno – you know, like, xenophobic gimmicks. Mm -hmm. And you go, all right, I get how that was a thing. I'm not happy about it. I get how that was a thing. Yeah. But you look at Hogan. I. It's very tough to put yourself, like, put the toothpaste back in the tube. We know he's over and he's big because they're cheering, and we know that. But it's really tough to to see what it was about it that he made it. He is the all American wrestler we deserve. Yeah. I mean, this is the second straight WrestleMania with no female matches. Yeah, and I'm you know, and it, like you said, that's the you get the one you deserve. And this yeah. was it's tough not to put it in the era. Like this was. This is, you know, Reagan 80s. Like, of course. No, this is not. This is Bush 80s. Oh, I guess we're in 89. Yeah. Well, I mean, his thing, I put his reign as such a Reagan thing. Like, totally. It just seems like that era. We're barely into the Bush. It's April yeah. 2nd, 89. Yeah. So, that I being mean, said, how do you rank this? As which, it, we're five in right now. What's your top? Of your all, of all, all of us. Let's go. Oh, well, we didn't even finish the match. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. I mean, he, so he hooks out, does his moves, pins, oh, we wins, and yeah. And I feel then like we celebrates. finished it before we began. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was the first thing we led with, which yeah. was most disappointing. Um, I think three is the best, uh, then, then this, then one. You put this above one. Yeah. I think one's more fun. I think I, I think one's more fun because and also I like Madison Square Garden more than Trump yeah. Plaza. Yeah, I mean I, I, that stuff doesn't the wrestling in this much. is for sure better. The wrestling and it's starting to get like I said wrestlers that matter, wrestlers that I care about. So you're gonna go three, five, one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Then two, then four. Yes. And I have three, one, Cause, five. Yeah, because and once again, because two, they had the 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 benefit of innocence of going. Well, we don't know exactly. what we did right or wrong the first yeah. time. Four, they already had a good one in the can. They, that was just that was such crap. And I mean, I think any anyone who listened to the last podcast versus this one, I mean, it's like such a slog. It's, there's not even much to talk about in that last one. Whereas no. this one, there's so much. 
There's a lot of good going on. There's a yeah. lot of starts. To There's a lot of starts. This one definitely starts. To, it it looks like a. But I still feel like era. we're in the minor leagues all of a sudden. Like I feel like one and two and three were still in the major leagues, but like yeah. with the cultural cachet and the skill level and the storylines, we're like we're. Last one was like single A. Now we're triple A ball. We're still. Yeah, we're still not getting. Yeah, and I think the, the mega powers. Seen. I want to say the. I think the mega power story, even though it's a. I think that's a better story than Hulk Andre because uh, once maybe. again that's such like a uh, old school story so sadly is this yes and but I think this is maybe also maybe it's also the, the title is so bad the mega, mega it's so bad well who like, uses the title it's a tagline I mean maybe it's this stupid is, I just maybe think we're talking about a product designed for children man I just <laughs> maybe I think it we've took spent this all, long I think we've spent all these hours so far and with many more to go <laughs> I mean, this is the smash your toys together, WrestleMania. So yeah. you know, I mean, in a lot of ways, and that, but it, I think, I think it, it doesn't hold up to. It's not not on three's level, but I think there's a lot of good stuff here, a lot of good storytelling, and a lot of starting to see some people that it's, and it's almost. In I a kind of cool feel way. like this is where we're at right now in terms of the modern era. Like we're kind of at the WrestleMania five level of quality. Yeah, I would take that because you got a lot of, you still have some some headliners mm-hmm. that. Seems higher, yeah. But you have a lot of new. We're seeing, you know, some people's first pay per views, and yeah. you're starting to see the guys that are going to define the company for the next five to seven years or something. It's fascinating. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a complete waste of time. Yeah. So we'll see if uh, the mega powers exploded all over this podcast. Yep. The mega powers explode. That's a horrible, horrible tagline. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a wonderful.